0: What's up witches i'm taylor and i'm amber and this, and this is, is
1: waking up the witch.
0: witch we're your neighborhood witches each week we talk about all things witchy and connect with other humans in a storytelling format about navigating life on this floating rock we're two curious ladies trying to understand the human experience but while we do that we think it's important to honor the people that lived here before us and honor the cultures and traditions that we're being inspired by This podcast is about waking up the witch, which means we are learning and growing every day. That being said, we are always open to feedback on how we can do better. The views and opinions of our guests don't necessarily reflect the views and opinions of waking up the witch. Now, let's go, ghouls. (laughs) Hey, Amber. Hi, Taylor. How you doing? So fucking good. How are you? Great. Hell yeah. What's going on? Um, What'd big. You been c- doing big week. Client every single day that I was open. Hold on, I just got eye- <laughs> eyebrow skin on my microphone. Ew. I rubbed my eyebrow on it because it's itching. <laughs> okay, it's such like an animal instincts thing to do like side p- note but bare necessities um Vanderpump rules there's like a scene where one of them's getting married and one guy's holding this fluffy dog and he's crying and he just wipes his tears <laughs> on the dog and Kurt was like walked by and was like did he just wipe his tears on that dog and then Joey sent me the clip like a couple days later and I was like yeah Curtis was just like what the fuck <laughs> That's so funny <laughs> okay. Anyway, sorry. You can keep all that in. Yeah. I'm okay with that. You think, I think funny. that's funny. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, yeah, it's been, been just like I feel
0: like the past three weeks have been so busy for me in like a wonderful way. i feel so blessed and mind blown. Everything feels so surreal of like, okay, I'm like doing it. I'm picking up momentum now. Things are happening. And that's fucking cool. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's like summertime. It's like Mm -hmm. the time to do shit, you know. Mm -hmm. It helps you not feel as run down. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm surprised. Like, I feel tired, like, at the end of the day, like you naturally would. But even last night, I only slept, like, six hours. I fell asleep around 11. Woke up at 1130 because, for some reason, my upstairs robo vacuum started going. Mm -hmm. And I could hear it, like through the floor and I was mm-hmm. like um, what's happening ghosty I don't mm-hmm. know and that like woke me up and annoyed me and it has like an app I was trying to like turn it off and it wouldn't turn off which was so weird so something was going on upstairs mm-hmm. uh, but even with that I'm like oh I've only been asleep for like a half an hour and it felt like I had been sleeping for so long and then I woke up at six o'clock this morning and I'm like no I want to sleep till like at least eight why am I awake but I'm like But I feel alive. I don't know. I feel fine. I don't need to sleep more. It's so strange, especially with just like energy work. How I know it, like it knocks you out when you do it and when you receive it. And I've been giving so much and I think I'm just like building a muscle now that it's like I have this endurance. That's what I was going to say. I think maybe when you first start doing it, it might do that. But after a while, I think it maybe does the opposite. It starts to energize you. Yeah, I'm really feeling that. Everybody from our class was like, I just feel so drained. And Uh I'm like, yee-haw, Yeah, Yeah. let's go. So with that, I hosted my very, very, very first Reiki level one attunement class uh, on Saturday, two days ago. And you were here and one of the students and just, oh my God, like one of the most surreal beautiful experiences of my life so good but absolutely top one of the tops of my business besides opening a storefront like just as huge as that as that was for me you've done so much this year it's been three months since i opened my door like exactly three months so much has happened since opening my doors and I feel like it would have taken me forever to get to this point where I'm just constantly seeing people. <laughs> Once you, like, you start and you invite it, whatever you're ready for will come to you. It's so true. And, like, I, yeah, I just, I don't, I'm not, I, I really feel like I'm not trying, which feels so good. And that's really how this whole last Slow. year has been, like, since just starting to open up channels and clearing my energy and preparing myself for whatever the future holds. And like body code, I really feel has been a big part of that, doing that every month. And, um, you know, once I started doing that, then my shop, like it became, it opened up in my eyeballs and I could see it and it was here and I was able to rent it. And so October to now, it's just been choom. Mm-hmm. And I have not, I know I've tried. I know that I literally have done so much to like make it happen, yeah. but it feels so effortless. I mean, I think when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, that's how it is. I, people have always told me, like, oh, you're so inspiring. You just work so hard to do all this. And I'm like, not really. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm just naturally good. At just me. This job and I learn things easily and it's like my calling and I don't have to kill myself to like mm-hmm. force it mm-hmm. which you're, i don't think you should force things no. in life i'm really living in the flow right yeah. now like when you're in alignment it just happens yeah. wherever we're supposed to live next mm-hmm. wherever whatever journey is coming like i'm not forcing anything anymore yeah. fuck yeah because when you do it when you force things you sometimes end up in situations that aren't that you don't want hmm exactly even with like moving my business to grants pass like I was so sure I wanted it to be grants pass and now I'm feeling like I don't necessarily want to be there mm-hmm. but I'm like okay I'm open to whatever the next option yes. is like yeah I want to be back in Medford but if that's what's right for me like okay if it's within this timeline mm-hmm. okay like you show me yeah universe <laughs> yes i love that energy i want to stay in that energy because mm-hmm. it feels so good it feels so right the people who walk through my door every day mm-hmm. mind like just mind-blowing the connections i get to make every single day like everyone in my class on saturday mm-hmm. have been people like you i I met by being called to you like mm-hmm. it was very flowy energy and how we became friends and um, you know having Alicia and Jubilee here like they both found me mm-hmm. naturally in my business and then Fabio it was a whole like what mm-hmm. amazing um, serendipity mm-hmm. magic moment for him too like I know him because My husband like went to his house and tried to sell him solar Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he was like, wait, what? Your wife does what? That's what I've been called to. How fucking cool. I also want to add like doing hard things is different than forcing yourself to do something. Like you still should do hard things and put yourself in uncomfortable positions to grow. I don't mean just like stay stagnant. I mean like don't force things that in like if gut. it's not working and you're you keep trying to do yeah. things then maybe go into the flow, jobs and relationships and yeah. stuff like that but for sure do hard things yeah like doing and the class it was something i terrifying. knew i wanted to do but it was very scary to put myself yeah. out there and put that on the calendar yep. and create materials and put it together and it was like one step at a time this yep. is gonna happen one step at a time having faith that like whoever's meant to be there that day will be there literally Mm -hmm. I had two people you and Alicia the whole time that I started promoting it and literally the day before the other two Mm -hmm. joined in and I you know and it's so funny too because I printed the journal and I made four copies of it because I was like okay two for my yeses one for me to do it with them and one as a open invitation Mm -hmm. to the other person who I can feel is supposed to be here and then all four of those journals I ended up needing to use for my students which was like there's no coincidence in me doing that (laughs) I was called to do that for a reason and it was so powerful and was having all these moments of just like inner child happiness and joy of like how far I've come all the hard work I've done where I've been where I am now and just being like holy fucking shit this is my life i'm so lucky and so grateful and very excited for however this day is supposed to unfold like so many different little things Mm -hmm. i'm like i used to make smoothies Mm -hmm. and now i'm a reiki master teacher with a cool ass witchy boutique (laughs) fucking rad watching you do it it definitely felt like you're meant to do it like you're just so good at it an amazing teacher and no judgment ever 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 just like so open to letting everyone be and do whoever they are and learn and practice the reiki however it comes to them yeah because it is really very unique to every person Mm -hmm. i believe that like in my own experiences meeting other reiki practitioners we all have different ways of doing it because we all have our own unique gifts on top of this knowledge Mm -hmm. of this type of energy work. And so you get to make it yours also. Mm -hmm. And the fact is you're showing up to help people feel safe and to move energy ultimately. Mm -hmm. And I just want people to feel safe and confident in themselves. And it takes just little things to start to build that confidence and trusting yourself and just seeing how different all four of you were and how you were providing and working with that energy. It was all very different, but you all had very unique experiences that were touching to receive and also touching to give. I could Mm -hmm. see that in all of you. So I'm so fucking happy that you got to be in the first class also and that I get to like teach you something that's very special and near and dear to my heart. Um, very I grateful. Do feel real different. Mm. Just like I always have synchronicities and stuff, but it's just been like, yeah. pew, pew, pew. like just so much. Yeah, it really opens you up. Like it. I feel like it just kind of like takes you. Uh, like it, you're like taking the elevator. <laughs> you're mm-hmm. just like I'm just gonna push a button. We'll see where it takes me. And you're like, whoa, the world is not the same anymore. Mm-hmm. And that'll continue to integrate over the next several weeks, I'm sure. Um, Yeah. How was it for you? Like, anything fun that you want to share on the pod that came through? (laughs) Mind-blowing. Well, I'm, like, a little bit of a bad student because... I fell asleep twice during meditation. Okay, but that's not a bad student. <laughs> meditation is to help you relax your nervous system and your totally body and your relaxed. mind. And it worked. <laughs> that's not being a bad student. You got exactly what you needed. Everyone at the end of the day was like, I'm exhausted. I feel great. I napped twice. <laughs> Feeling good. Um, but during the second meditation, you took us through. I have to pull out my notes because this is probably the craziest thing that's ever happened to me ever um during the second meditation you like walk us through um a guided meditation where we like i don't know walk through a field and meet our reiki guide and that can look like anything could be an animal Mm -hmm. it could be i thought mine would be a wiener dog or something (laughs) (laughs) um so the way that the meditation went you were like okay there's gonna be like this bright light that comes up over the hill i believe and then it's like who or what comes out of this light and the first thing i saw was this old old ass japanese man with like very long White beard, very long white hair, so old, um, white like clothing and a gold cane. Um, and then you're like, okay, ask them their name, and I did. And he said, Shoshu, and I'm like, okay. And then you ask more questions, and that's when I fell asleep. But when we came out of it, I'm like, all I wrote down was in my, because we were supposed to journal. So I wrote down very, very old Asian man in white clothes because I didn't want to be racist <laughs> from my own <laughs> thoughts. So I was like, yeah. I don't know what his ethnicity is, but mm-hmm. he was Asian and, but I should trust my gut. He's mm-hmm. definitely Japanese
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, in white clothes, gold cane, long white hair, long beard, shoshu. I also was like, I'm going to Google this because, like, is my brain just being racist and making up another <laughs> word that sounds Japanese? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, So I Google Shoshu, and it's a branch. It pops up on Google that it is a Buddhist school. So it's a branch of Nich- Nichiren Buddhism based on the traditional teachings of thirteenth century Japanese Buddhist priest Nichiren Shoshu. So cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, you were having a moment. I'm just like, like mind blown. Mind blown. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely mind blown my Reiki guide that comes to me and spoke to me is actually this old ass real life Buddhist fucking priest. (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Um, But a little bit of more of the Google just said his teachings are based on cause and effect. Believers attain enlightenment through sincere efforts of faith, practice and study Faith in a and Shoshu means practicing true Buddhism with confidence that will lead us to enlightenment. So cool. So now I'm like, do I have to go to one of these temples? <laughs> I don't know. Should I, like, be delving deeper into this topic? Obviously, I should. I, th- I, I don't mean, really know where to start. If but you like, feel guided to, I think there is more magic there for you. I would yeah. Yes, like, if that happened to me that i would feel called to like huge nudge yeah yeah what's in this for me then wow how did i yeah how did my subconscious bring that to light i've never (laughs) fucking heard of that in my life it's not like i subconsciously heard that no somewhere and then my brain like brings it back it's like that didn't just come somewhere deep like from deep in me Mm -mm. that was like me connected to something Mm -hmm. somewhere so I don't know. There's a couple temples. There's like five to eight. I don't remember in America. Two of them are in San Francisco. We could go. I'm just like, what am I supposed to wear? I don't <laughs> want to be disrespectful. Yeah. yeah. I'm I also sure
1: have, Google like, could tell you that too.
0: Fear of like any kind of organized religion mm-hmm. stuff. So it's or like beliefs. kind of mm-hmm. little to me. Well, that's something like for me as a witch. Taking, that I love and, is like right. what inspires me, what speaks to me c- because there' like there's so many different belief systems and values out there mm-hmm. in religions. and like there are a lot of really good yeah. ideas that absolutely speak to me and I'm like, oh, Same. that feels right in my body.
2: Mm-hmm. And so
0: like when people ask like, well, what kind of which are you? I say I'm an eclectic witch because literally I'm like okay yeah this this is this feels good in my body this feels good feels good in my soul and it's like I don't want to think about it as like taking necessarily I mean we open up every episode by thanking the other yeah. cultures and traditions yeah, exactly. that we are being inspired by being inspired it. By. exactly and like that's really what it is so it's not like well now you need to go become a buddhist you know mm-hmm. necessarily but um you know maybe what can th- i learn from that exactly like just finding those lessons and what what does resonate with you what feels good in your soul what is your truth i still cannot I can't describe how fucking mind blown I am still yeah it's like <laughs> so insane. beautiful I Nuts. love that it's really cool too because like once you had that moment and like I loved that you went straight to google because during my first attunement I had a very similar mm-hmm. experience not as like and as in depth but um I went to Google because mm-hmm. the name I received was so like random to me. And I had to dig out my journal because the name is never really stuck with me, but the meaning of it is always been something that I remember. And I, my teacher took me through the same exact guided meditation. It's the same exact one that she mm-hmm. used. And for me, what came through was, a big beautiful crow and crow has always been like a very magical Mm -hmm. messenger for me and he came through and when I asked what his name was he told me his name was Theo oh and I'm like I don't I don't know any Theos like Mm -hmm. what a random name but okay trust it you're right don't judge it just trust what's coming through and so that was like the one thing I really remembered and held on to it it was like Theo Theo I just want to remember the name the name I need to remember and when I got out and we were on a break, I had Googled like the name Theo and to see if it resembled anything or had any meaning to it. And Theo directly translates to God. Yeah. Like theocracy. After- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like what? Yeah. <laughs> and like, for me, like God has always been a very touchy name mm-hmm. too, where I'm like, you know, religious trauma and upbringing. Ah, I don't know how I feel about God. Um. But I think that kind of brought some peace to me and helped me kind of bridge the like, God is me, mm-hmm. God is the universe, God is source energy, like God, like God means something to me now, and it's not like the big man in the sky, right? <laughs> but they're like I feel safer using the term or the name God now, yeah. And I think be- through Reiki, it helped me kind of like create new meaning for that. I've always want it like I've done different guided meditations to try to meet other ancestors or guides or whatever, and I can never really get there. And then I'm like comparing always. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, have you done this? Do you do that? Mm. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, why well, can't I? And then so that was just like so validating yeah. and intense and crazy. It's so neat that you were able to get there that day. It was tight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So fun. And how was, like, practicing and conducting sessions fun. for you? I definitely feel I need more practice, but, sure. like, I I understand it mm-hmm. more now, and I feel great. Yeah. Yeah. It was so fun. Yeah, I'm excited. I'd let you practice on me. Yeah. I wouldn't open myself up to everybody, but Thanks. I would definitely allow you to practice on me thank you um what else um besides reiki has been going on with you bump date um got a full (laughs) refund (laughs) i love it we have a bump date (laughs) breaking news (laughs) baby is the size of a mango and my belly is getting bigger every day like this week has really just popped
2: mm-hmm. out. I like so cute. look pregnant.
0: Yeah. Um, even more today than yesterday. We received a full refund. Hell yes. Minus like credit card processing fees, but received a full refund from the birth center. Um I sent in paperwork to Ashland Birth Center, so I'm waiting to hear back Yay. from them. I would really like to get that kind of started. I'm about at the time where I would do my um, 20-week anatomy scan. I'm 19 weeks now. Um, Yeah, I just... I'm just trusting that she's in there. (laughs) Because, like, when you feel sick every day, it's easy to be like, yeah, I'm fucking pregnant. I feel Mm -hmm. like shit. Mm -hmm. But now that I feel better, I'm like, are you still in there? Even though I'm growing, it's just, I don't know. Yeah. And I can't, I felt her move that one day, but I don't, like, really consistently feel Mm -hmm. that yet. And... If I do, I can't really tell because I feel mm-hmm. like I'm gonna shit myself all the time, anyways. <laughs> so I don't know <laughs> if that's it or what. So <laughs> um today is Mickey's gotcha day. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so weird. I was thinking about that today, not knowing that. I was like, I, I know it's coming up very soon. Yeah, it's today. Aw, happy gotcha, um, Mickey. So I'll go buy a puppy baked good after this um and then today should be my bestie kate <gasps> it should be cash her baby's birthday today Baby day. so she's being induced she, but they're gonna call her between like six and midnight so he might come tomorrow mm-hmm. she really hates um odd numbers though so <laughs> <laughs> she really wants it to be today um i kind of feel like it's gonna be tomorrow yeah but i'm so, so excited and has she gone in or is today's the, her induction day yeah then? they're gonna call her between six okay. and midnight to come in and then they'll do she's yeah. already um but she's been contracting right no but she's already or dilated in a so it should they had yeah. just a tiny bit of pitocin hopefully yeah just um, so excited that's so exciting i have been being i've been texting her like how you feeling are you like are you nervous or are you anxious whatever she's like no i'm just excited and Aww. then today she's like i'm nervous yeah i'm like okay that's <laughs> more normal here. yeah i <laughs> are like this is actually happening now but she's got all her support systems in place and she got everything ready and yeah we're just ready Yay. for this baby that's so exciting. so exciting and she was the one when you went home that you ended up finding out afterwards that she was pregnant after you left, right mm-hmm. back in October. Mm-hmm. That's so exciting! Like, a couple of days later, so wild! Yay! Yeah, time flies. You just get pregnant and then you just have a baby. Yeah, and you're like, well, that was quick. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that I'm halfway is mind blowing. Yeah, it's so There's crazy. Gonna be a fucking baby here. I'm not ready. Yeah. <laughs> At all. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know shit. I think it's just maternal. I think it just mm-hmm. it just happens and I don't know. All everybody's like, oh, read this book do this thing, and I'm like, I bought all the books, I haven't touched any of them. Mm-hmm. I just it's not who I am. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't read books for education. Mm-mm. I just can't do it. Hands I can on. listen to them
2: mm-hmm.
0: sometimes, but like I just I get need someone bored to show and then my eyes things. start going cross-eyed and then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna just scroll TikTok. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I don't know. I've never. I've never. i have My ADHD kids can't. Mm-hmm. It even takes me a minute to like get into a book I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Let alone like try yeah. to read something for information. So yeah, I'm just gonna. I'm just free balling it. I don't know. Whatever's fine. supposed to happen will happen. I'm not worried about it. No, I think. You just figure it out. I talked to one of my friends the other day. She's like, I had never even changed a diaper until I had my baby. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I've done that. Yeah. So, you're, got you're doing great. Yep. <laughs> you have some basic skills. Nervous about milking, but whatever.
2: Let's see. Yep. We'll
0: see. You'll find out. Yep. It'll be like weird or maybe like, I don't know if this is for me or whatever is supposed to happen. You'll figure it out and yep. you'll have support around you to mm-hmm. help you, and lots of friends who've been there to help you with any advice and stuff too that you could request. Yeah, and I literally have so much support, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and if you're planning on a doula too, then I meet with her this week. Yay. That's Last exciting. Day. She's getting her hair done. So we're going to talk then. Perfect. It's all going to work out. Yep. <laughs> excited i'm ready for some summertime music i'm ready for some camping i'm ready for some water and floating and all the things so me too um bring it on i'm just yeah starting to actually feel pretty pregnant yeah (laughs) you're popping yeah (laughs) but it's all good anything else with you um Nothing is coming to mind that I can think of other than I'm going out of town soon. But we'll get there probably next week when Mm -hmm. it's about to happen. All of our interviews since we got back from break have been so fucking good. So good. And I just feel like we're on a roll. We just keep getting people and getting back in the flow. (laughs) Feels so good. I kind of I'm like happy that we have so many like backed up because then we don't have to worry but also i like wish it was a little more current so we'll see what happens in the future maybe this season just be like that and then we'll we'll have a couple weeks off coming up so we'll kind of get a little bit more on track with where we are yeah but i feel like we'll probably try to stay in season two until i go on maternity leave and then take a break and I'll come back and be a mom. I'm still not comfortable with the word mom. You want to have a different name? No. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't like it. You were like, oh, you look like such a mom today. I'm like,
2: you're a bitch. Yeah,
0: you don't say like, that you know, to me. I'm like a cool, cute, hip, sexy ass mom. Literally mom. Like that's, <laughs> I'm growing human. I don't know. I'll get there. Maybe. Like mom vibes. But yeah. like thanks <laughs> Love um, it. We sh- I we sh- showed up here i was like oh look at these cute earrings i got <laughs> and they're little like um planchettes. Is- planchette which is like the little hand device part of a ouija board and then she's just like shut up and then just showed me her earrings and they were also ouija boards <laughs> like planchettes and i'm like. <laughs> Alright, whatever. Let's do this. We're so in tune today because uh, also she texts me like finding out when we we're going to show up or whatever. And she's like, cool, I'm going to go to Ruby's because that's all I really want. I literally just got done putting a burrito in my yep. mouth from Ruby's. Yep. <laughs> like, Did you get the veggie? Uh, that's usually what I get. But today I just got the kids burrito, okay. which is just super basic. I didn't really want, like, any extra fluff. I just wanted, like, straight-up breakfast burrito. Yeah. I needed vegetables. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So We're funny. always in tune. <laughs> yeah. So great. Yeah. <laughs> so today's guest um, What? Oh, God. The conversation so was so good. Amazing storyteller. Mm-hmm. Wild ride of a life. Mm-hmm. Um, vulnerable to the max. And just so, so healing and beautiful. She is a palm reader and a graphic design artist working with heart-centered soul businesses, which is really cool. Um, we touch a little bit on that there at the end. But, oh, my God, what a powerful conversation and Loved story. It. One of my favorites today. Loved it. 100%. percent mm-hmm. I can't wait to keep doing this forever. I know. It's like literally like we we hung up the call and I was just like, this is exactly why we keep doing this each Mm -hmm. week is these stories are so important Mm -hmm. and need to be told and people need the space to feel safe to Mm -hmm. share that. And people listening need to be able to feel less alone in their own experiences. Mm -hmm. It's so beautiful and then taylor was like so fucking grateful for celeste who was like our first guest here because she really her her storytelling no to (laughs) have a storytelling podcast no but she just jumped right into her story yeah when we were like oh tell us a little bit about yourself yeah and we loved it it so so much that we're like oh this is what we want it to sound like Mm -hmm. so she really set the tone and creating something that like feels so good in mm-hmm. our souls. And hopefully for anyone who yeah. stumbles upon this at any point today and in the future, because just, wow, mm-hmm. I'm I'm so blessed to be able to have these conversations. Me too. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to um, tell our stories again sometime. I was thinking that while she was talking, like, Maybe that's coming up soon for us. I feel more comfortable behind the mic and able to share. Yeah, because our our very first episode was us kind of sharing our stories. But we're so nervous Mm -hmm. and trying to, like, be as professional as possible. It's so funny, too, because Celeste was kind of what put in our hearts. So that's what we want to do. But ultimately, that's how we started Mm -hmm. with storytelling. So it's funny to reflect on that and be like, oh, that's not what we meant to do and but that's what we need to do so we did (laughs) so we did it yeah (laughs) yeah i do think that sometimes you're like you don't notice how much you've changed or grown but like how guarded and nervous i was at the beginning compared to how i feel now like is major growth transformation yeah we've transformed so much that's been like boop boop nine ten months damn since we've started that damn that's crazy cool (laughs) podcasters (laughs) what are we gonna think years from now (laughs) even if this is never anything i love that just for us personally we get to like record little pieces of our lives that we can remember like this is our little journal yeah same and my manifesting tool, mm-hmm. but and that's all, like we always come back to that. Like, mm-hmm. this is for us, and that was I remember like feeling that way and being like, no matter where we go, if this is nothing, I don't want us to be disappointed in that. If this becomes something yeah. bigger than we can envision, I don't want it to take over where we're like, yeah, we change in a well, way that's gross. Like, <laughs> I yeah. want us to remain authentic yeah. and remember at the end of the day we're doing this for ourselves Mm -hmm. and like oh there it goes (laughs) sorry i don't know what i was gonna say oh i was like did you fart (laughs) pregnancy (laughs) brain i'm just like oh oh um (laughs) taking a break and like the last four episodes that we recorded nobody's even heard yet but i'm feeling like the best ever and that just shows that it's not like how many listens we've had Mm or how much like validation from others like none of that's really mattering to us because like nobody's even fucking heard them right now you know (laughs) i haven't checked our numbers in months i don't know what's going on there maybe we should but yeah this is for us Mm -hmm. and for you you out there yeah whoever this reaches this is for you Mm -hmm. i love that yeehaw cowboy enjoy your summer Let's begin by closing our eyes, if you're able to, just finding a comfortable seating position and taking a moment to feel your body, taking three deep breaths in together to connect our energy, breathing in and breathing out. Breathing in again. And out. And one last big breath in. Hold at the top. And release. Just focusing on your normal breath now. Noticing any changes or shifts in your body, helping yourself to relax a little bit, a little more deeply. And I'd love to call in our higher selves to be here with us today and any ancestors or guides that wish to play. Please help us in guiding this conversation, creating an open, safe space for our guest. And helping whatever is meant to come through today to be of the highest good and the highest light for all involved across all timelines and dimensions. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, Taylor. Hello, Amber. How you doing? Good. Good. I'm very excited. I'm too. Dixie. Hello. Hello. Hello, Our beautiful guest. (laughs) Please introduce yourself
1: hello my name is Dixie um and I am so happy to be on this uh, podcast with you gals you ghouls
2: thank
1: you um, <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, I am kind of a self-proclaimed swamp witch uh, kind of my version of witchery and the path that I find myself uh, traveling it's kind of murky it's kind of dank and dark and I like the woods and I like my solitude and I like the moss and um love. and that's just what calls to me.
0: I love that mm-hmm. and I would love to hear more about how you came up with Swamp Witch and like <laughs> what that really means to you. That really is intriguing and beautiful and juicy, feels uh very mysterious. Love it. <laughs> Tell us more.
1: <laughs> okay, I will, I will. Um, (laughs) I've had quite an interesting spiritual path Mm. Um, and I feel like the Swamp Witch really came out uh, when I when I ended up living on the the Yurok Reservation on the Klamath River and Mm. so um, my childhood was very rocky my parents um, got into drugs and alcohol Mm. and they really weren't on their parenting a game and mm. um so you know i was kind of like alone in the world until about four years old and then my mom had another child she had a boy and then a year later she had another boy and so
2: wow. and
1: i found myself with these two brothers and i And I all of a sudden had these beings I could connect with because my parents really weren't there for me in that way, you know, they had a lot going on and they really weren't, they were, they were keeping a roof over my head, but I felt pretty alone. And then when my little brothers came along, I just was like, I, it really changed my perspective. And, um, and I, I knew I wanted a better life. I knew that there was more out there for me connection wise. And now that I had these two little brothers, and I could feel that love and connection, I was mm-hmm. like, I just became really empowered to speak up for myself and for them. And mm-hmm. um, and it really, I, you know, having little brothers really changed my life and really helped me to speak out. I think before I was happy to be not happy, but I was okay to be isolated and
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, in my own world. But then when they came, it just Kind of created this fire inside of me to want more to want connection to want a better childhood and life for myself and my brothers and um and so i kind of made things pretty difficult for my parents after that
2: uh mm-hmm.
1: would speak out about the abuse and the neglect and um things just got really chaotic and dramatic between them and mm. um my mom and my dad would take me to church when I was little, but it was really confusing because we would go to church and all the people would say these things, but then when we'd go home, our home like was nothing like that. you mm-hmm. know the mm-hmm. Ten commandments or the rules or whatever certainly had no place in our home, and so I found it very confusing and wow. um, yeah, Common. I found it very confusing and um and so through a series of a lot of dramatic events. It would take hours to go through them all. I was born in LA County. We ended up migrating up the North coast, up to the North coast of California. And so um, Mm -hmm. we stopped in a few domestic violence shelters. My mom took me and my brothers away. I made it very clear that I was not okay staying in that abusive situation. And uh, it was really hard on my mom having to leave my dad. And I think she would have, Stayed um, mm-hmm. if I hadn't been so vocal and so adamant uh, about it not being okay. And well, so I was, were uh, you? I was seven when we first wow. left.
0: I have and, chills and, um, and yeah. I'm trying to not cry. Yeah, constant chills flowing <laughs> yeah. on my back.
1: Seven. Oh seven, my god. Yes, I was seven, and I had That's these so little bold. big brothers, and I was not okay with them taking the you know, taking, there was a lot of yelling and there was a lot of physical violence and I was not okay with any of that. And, um, so I, I talked, I spoke out and that's what I did. And, and so we, Mm. my mom, you know, didn't have a lot of options. We moved into domestic violence shelter and those situations aren't really the best place either. You know, Mm. it's great. What does that look like? Uh, The first one that I remember us going to was a big house, and it was in San Bernardino, and um, we were living in this old VW camper bus, and my mom told us, she said, get your coats and your shoes, we're leaving. And uh, my brother Albert grabbed his lunchbox full of pennies, my brother Tori grabbed his shoes and his coats like he was supposed to, I grabbed my cat. And I was like, I'm not leaving this cat behind. Aww, so, baby. So, um, so we had the cat in the camper van. And then when we got to the shelter, they were like, no animals here. And so um, so I set up food and water in the camper van. And there was a little cracked window. And she like lived in the van. And she would go out and hunt and play. And she would always come back. She didn't leave mm-hmm. me, which, I mean, if you know cats, yeah. they do their own thing. Wow, So I think she was my first familiar Protector. and she really yeah. she really was. She was so there for me emotionally because I was confused. But I was mm-hmm. also like, so firm in my belief that like, there was better and we could do better. Yes. You know, I just like I had this righteousness inside of me of like, we can do better and we will do better. So in this shelter, there was a few other women there with their children. And I remember the strangest thing was they would play. They had like four or five movies. And one of the ones that was on all the time was Mrs. Doubtfire. And I don't know if you remember <laughs> that movie, but it's a Robin Williams movie about this guy that is kind of like, he's a great, fun, loving dad, but he's not fulfilling the responsible role as a parent mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. the wife is like dude you're out like I'm tired of doing this all on my own and he like loves his kids so much not enough to change his behavior and be a good partner but enough <laughs> to be dress up and drag right and to try to be the nanny so again this is a really confusing movie for kids to oh, watch who are goodness. in a domestic violence shelter right we're all there wow. without our dads
2: Wow. and they would be
1: <laughs> over and over and over. It was so strange. And I would go they with thinking? my cat what were they thinking? Yeah. That's what I mean one thing. Like these shelters were not like it was a roof over our heads, again, right? Wow. It was a roof over our heads. So I would take my cat and I'd go walk in the cemetery and you know, we would just hang out because there was a cemetery right by the shelter. And so we just walk through the cemetery and I just look at the gravestones and I remember it being quite a lovely cemetery and my cat and I would just hang out. Um, And eventually there was a little bit more custody drama with my mom and my dad. And we ended up moving farther up the coast. I think she thought more space would help. And we ended up Mm -hmm. in Humboldt County and we were in um, a program there. I think it was called the bridge house or something. And my mom met a native American woman who was there for domestic violence issues as well. And she had Mm -hmm. four children. And we all kind of lined up in age, and um, and so they became good friends, and they really tried to support each other through that whole, uh, you know, the whole the whole life of having mm. children and being single mothers and trying to make it work in the city. And um, uh, this part of the story is where it gets weird, and the segue is always hard for me.
2: So I just usually
1: come out and say it on my 13th birthday. um, I basically had had enough. I've had enough of this instability. I've had enough of the um, confusion, right? Everybody's saying Mm -hmm. one thing. My mom at this point, I remember she was still very um, spiritual in her mind. And she read the Bible and she always professed that she um, had her own kind of pact with God, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm watching strange men come in and out of this apartment. It's a one bedroom apartment that we're all sharing. You know, me and oh my God. two brothers, and, mom. and you know, there's drugs going on. I remember at one point my mom was like trying to teach me how to roll joints, and I'm just like,
2: no. I know
1: this is not right, you know. And mm-hmm. not for any not for anything having to do with God or the Bible. I just knew that it wasn't right. It wasn't a mm-hmm. right situation for me to be in. Yes. And so on my 13th birthday, I've had enough her and her friends. They're remodeling my dollhouse, Okay. That I'd gotten in one of these shelters. They are turning it. They wallpapered the attic in like biker magazines. They put a pool table in there and they were like, just, Oh, you're going to love this. And I'm just like, I don't I love, this, love this, you know? Rebel. And so I like, I rebel and I just, am like, I don't love this. I'm tired of taking care of my brothers for you. Well, I mean, not mm-hmm. that I was tired of taking care of my brothers, but I was tired of us all having to be on our own instead of having mm-hmm. a parent yeah. there, you know? Yeah. And, and, and on top of that, aside from me being technically the parent, having a co-parent and my mom who was so immature and so unreliable. So I just told her, I was like, I'm tired of being the good girl. I'm done. There's just this part of me. There's something in me. And I just want to do bad things. I just don't want to be helpful. I don't want to, I want to rebel. That's what I I said to my mom and her friend. (laughs) I want to be a kid. That's what I said to my mom and my friend. And my mom heard this as you're demon possessed. I just heard you no. say that there's something inside of you saying that it wants to make you do bad uh. things. You are demon possessed, and so she starts like trying to give me an exorcism. No. Okay? Holy shit. Yes, this is my 13th birthday, oh. and uh, and so I am just like I'm not having it. Right? I'm done. I'm pissed. Yeah, And so she she called, so her and her friend, her friend grew up a Native American on the Yurok Reservation. And she was like, oh, this is major spiritual warfare. We need the elders. We need to like, we need to deal with this, right? Like we need to, we need prayer. We need prayer warriors. We need an exorcism. So they load all of us kids up in the car and we go to her sister's house and she starts praying for me. And you know, they're like, they have the Bible and they're like, we rebuke you in the name of the Lord. Like we rebuke the devil out of you, like to me. (laughs) And, um, and, and at some point my mom's friend who had a son that was just uh, about a year younger than me. He starts like, like, this is crazy. You guys need to get your stuff together. And so in their mind, they're like, Oh, now the demon has jumped to him. And so, I'm not exactly Holy sure what drugs they were on. This is but, so
0: absurd. I'm I so know. sorry. Holy fuck.
1: It's okay. <sighs> this moment changes my life and it really was yes. a pivotal moment. It was a really pivotal moment for me. So now that my my now that my friend is also demon possessed, they're like, oh, you know, our our drinking <laughs> and our and our all this stuff has led the devil to our doorstep. They're attacking us through our children. We need to get our shit together. We need to get our life Whoa. straight. So they're like, we get in the car. This is like the evening. Now it's like eight or nine o'clock at night. And they are like, we are going straight to the elders. We're going down to the elders down the river. We get in the car. There's nine of us. It's a sedan. It's not legal. We wow. drive yeah. down to the Yurok reservation. Okay. Now, this is probably like like a three-hour drive, um, and it's along the Klamath River. Once you get out there, it's a one-lane road for about 30 miles down the river mm. to the reservation. There's no electricity down there. Uh, there's no stores down there. It's just like the end of the road, a couple churches, and a school. Okay? We get there in the middle of the night. They bang on the elder's door. Eleanor, she lives right by the church. She <laughs> lets us in. They tell her her story. They tell her the story. You know, we've we've been living our lives this way, and it has brought the devil to our doorstep. And now the devil is attacking us through our children. And um and we never left. Okay. Mm-hmm. We wake up that morning. She feeds us uh, what they call blackberry mush, and it's just oatmeal with blackberries in it fresh picked off of the, off the vines. And, um, they feed us black very much and we just never left. I think my mom went back a couple weeks later with someone to get some of our things, but I never even stepped foot back in that apartment where we were living in Eureka. And, um, and we became a part of this community down on the river and my mom's friend was native and had spent time there and grew up there, but I was, we're not, I'm not native. And mm-hmm. so they just took us in. I'm Hispanic. My mom is white. And they just took her in and they were like, you poor lost woman, you need guidance.
2: Wow.
1: And yeah, and it was amazing because we learned how to forage. We learned how to fish. We learned how to um, make baskets. We learned how to interact with the wildlife. I mean, it's wild, wild, wild down there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and. Um, uh, they, we did have running water. They set us up with a house. And that's when we got involved in the Indian Shaker Church. Um, there was two churches down there on the river. There's the Indian Shaker Church and then there was the Watek Pentecostal Church and they're like right across the street. And so Mm -hmm. the LaTeX Pentecostal was established by the missionaries on the reservation, right? Because Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. that was a huge part of colonization. And Mm -hmm. I learned about colonization there because talking Mm -hmm. to the elders and listening to their stories, many of them had been taken to the, um, uh, to the, what did they call the schools? They were taken to, where's Remember what they're called? I'm like losing this word now. Yes, okay. It's it's where they take the Indian children away from their families to basically colonize them. And um, we heard a lot of stories about people who didn't make it back, and a lot of stories about the abuse that these children went through. And you know, at the time I was just a, I was young, so I couldn't see it. But looking back, you can see how their culture has been it's just been hidden it's been like tamped down and it's cost a lot of mental health and emotional health um, for a lot of people down there generationally you know even with the young children coming in now Um, but with the churches like there's the missionary church and then there's the Indian Shaker Church and not a lot of people know about the Indian Shaker Church but it was established in 1910 and they have a very unique combination of religious ritual and kind of earth-based spirituality. Mm. And um, uh, I actually became the first elder of the Indian Shaker church down there. They, they accepted me in, they had had a prophecy right before we came down the river The Mm -hmm. elders had had a prophecy, and they had a girl who was working in their church, and she had drowned in the river the year before I got there. And their Mm -hmm. prophecy was that another girl was coming to take her place.
2: Um,
1: Oh, that
0: is so many chills! mm -hmm.
1: Yes, I didn't know this, and I actually didn't learn about this until years later. Uh, But when I when you know, we just it was kind of natural, they just kind of naturally funneled us into the church. We were there with the elders, and they're like, Oh, it's Sunday, we're going to church. And um, they use candles in their ritual, they always have seven candles set up on their altar. They have um, what they call the light bearers, and there's usually three women who will carry a candle and they bring the light to the darkness. It's a very hands on healing practice where they would have healing ceremonies, where they literally would put their hands on and pull darkness out. They would pull the sickness mm-hmm. out and they would chant, like their songs were, their songs were so beautiful. And I think that was the thing that drew me the most to the Shaker Church, because when they would all start singing, it creates that um, that uh, that tone, you know, that a sounds resonance. like angels. Yeah, it creates a resonance. And it's just, like, it's amazing sound healing is really what it is. Mm. And, uh, and yeah, and so, and I felt that healing because I was so, I had been through so much, you know, I really needed yeah. that sense of, um, just that sensation of my nervous system, right? We know yeah. how that sound can really affect our nervous system. And having been in fight or flight for so many years, uh, really it was... Right. Yeah, it was like it was so mind mind altering and life-changing for me I was like, oh, I feel at ease. I can feel my nervous system relaxing yeah. You know, and those were all signs to me. I was like, oh, this is where I'm meant to be I'm meant to be in this church. I'm meant to do this work mm-hmm. and Over the course of the next three years They I I essentially was a faith healer. They would drive me up and down the coast all these Indian Shaker churches are on the reservations. And so Mm -hmm. they would drive me through uh, Northern California, Oregon, Washington, British Columbia. And I would go to these conventions and meetings and I would pray for people. And we would literally heal cancer. Like people would be healed of ailments that were bothering them. People would be healed from addictions just from the work that is involved in this uh, Indian Shaker church. And, um, yeah, and we would ring bells, we brought these big bells, and you would take two of them, and you would ring them, like, it was a lot of vibration in these services. And, um, and that's what I did, like, until I was about 16. And then I started going to high school. And, you know, when I, when I went into high school, things really changed, because I had this shift from like, being on the run my whole childhood. And then finding this faith and feeling the healing aspects of it, right? Which were completely outside of like the logistics of the religion. But then now, mm-hmm. as I'm coming into an adult, all of a sudden there's all these rules that the elders are trying to get me to follow, right? Like mm-hmm. you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to go to competitive sports games, and you know, competition is not something. Uh, you know, it's it's evil or it's wrong or whatever you know, and oh, of course ego. there's uh, yeah the ego <laughs> and there's all these other things right and like your purity is important and all these things and it just starts feeling like rules and rules and rules and so <laughs> I'm starting to get really curious and I go and I visit the Pentecostal church because you know I love I'm I'm into faith and I'm into healing and uh, and spirituality and I think all that's great and um. And so I start going to Pentecostal church and I start checking out the tent revival. And then right at about this time, 16 is when I start getting kicked out of most churches that I go to because I start asking a lot of questions that they don't mm-hmm. like asking. Yeah, And I'm devout. Okay. I've seen faith in action. I've seen people mm-hmm. in action with their spirituality. I'm devout. Um, and this is my, this is my spiritual life we're talking about on the line. So I want the details Mm -hmm. and I want to make sure that it's lining up. So if you're telling me that Mm -hmm. and it doesn't line up with what I'm reading and what what I'm seeing, I'm going to ask questions and I'm not going to be swept under the rug. So I got kicked out of a few churches and uh, also had some issues with the shakers because I was just kind of like, you know, like, no, I, I know myself, I know what's right. Like, and it's back to this childhood thing, right? With the abuse and neglect Mm -hmm. in the household. Like, No, I just know. I know what's right. In my human design, Mm -hmm. I have sacral authority. So Mm -hmm. I don't have to be held over the gallows to do the right thing. I know what's right, and I'm not going to let myself do anything else. Like, I Mm -hmm. already know. So I start getting kicked out of churches, and then I start to, like, lose my faith, really, is what happens. Mm -hmm. And it's not that I lose my faith in spirituality or in, like, the collective it's that I start losing faith in humanity I start mm-hmm. losing faith in institutions and in organized yes. institutions and I start becoming like a lone wolf and I just am mm-hmm. kind of like I need to figure this out on my own because mm-hmm. I do know what's right and I'm being faced with all these things that are not right so I kind of step back from spirituality and I go to college and I'm like okay well, You know, part of all the instability is not having a career and not having, you know, (laughs) having my foot in this colonized world. So let me go be colonized for a little bit. I'm going to go to college (laughs) and get myself a degree, get a job, do what I got to do. And uh, so I so I start doing that and I start working as a waitress and I make lots of money and tips. And I think that's great. And I can put myself through school and I do that. And then I start becoming a little bit more skeptical, uh, you know, after being kicked out of so many churches and being faced with so many people that are, that are supposed to be there for me, like my parents, you know, and they're just really not. And, um, and so I am just kind of like, just pushing through, I'm going to be, I tell myself, I'm going to go to school for hospitality and restaurant management, and that's what I'm going to do. And so I do that. And then I intern for my program and I start working at the, you know, working at the top resorts with the top people, and nobody's happy. All the yeah. managers, all the bosses, they're stressed out, right? They're colonized mm-hmm. completely. They're, they're no hair. They've got cancers, like. And I'm just like have this realization. I'm like, oh my god, I don't want to do this. Like, no. I don't want to spend my life doing this. Mm-hmm. And um, so I meet a girl waitressing, and uh, she's from Mount Shasta, mm-hmm. and um she's like I'm gonna go back to Mount Shasta to visit my parents for the holidays I don't want to drive by myself will you come with me we convinced our boss to give us the weekend off and so we went to Mount Shasta
0: amazing I know And
1: we did a lot of sweet talking
2: (laughs) in the restaurant world (laughs) right Yeah, yeah we did a
1: lot of sweet talking and so I went and visited Mount Shasta with her and when we got there I was just like this place is so beautiful and everyone here is so nice. And it just has this like quality about it. Why did mm. you ever leave? And she's yeah. like, well, you know, I had to get out of my hometown. She goes, but I do miss <laughs> it. And I was like, you should move back. I was like, we should move here. And the next month we did. Oh, We my moved God. to, well, we to Dunsmere. Yeah. We moved to Dunsmere. Um, Cause when we were there, we just walked into like a, a re- real estate office, and we we're like, "Do you have anything?" This is our situation, and they looked at us like we were crazy. And then they were like, <laughs> "Yeah, actually, we have somebody who might have a place for you." And it worked out. We called our boyfriends, yeah. and our boyfriends were like, "Sure, yeah, sounds great." And so we moved our boyfriends <laughs> and our jobs and everything, and we made it over. And um, and that's when I really started finding time and space to find my own spiritual path of what that meant instead of, you know, going walking into a church and finding all these rules and things that didn't really work for me or anyone, or maybe just a few people. I started actually building my own practice. What feels good for me spiritually. Right. And, Mm. um, and that's kind of where the swamp witch started to come out because I remember like living on the river, a lot of my, my power, a lot of my safety, a lot of my spirituality came from being by the water, sitting Mm -hmm. in the moss, like learning from the plants. They literally would talk to me. I always have known which plants are medicinal. And, um, and so in Mount Shasta, that just really came out and I was like free. You know, I had a couple of mountains between me and my family that always helps. Mm -hmm. And then just being in Mount Shasta where the people that are drawn there, they're really accepting. They're really open. They really want to learn more about you. Mm -hmm. And my friend was into tarot cards, you know, and I had grown up believing that tarot cards were like satanic. Yeah. And that it was like evil and divination to read tarot cards, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's when I started looking into palm reading and, um, I met a palm reader in Mount Shasta And, you know, I always thought palm reading was one thing. And then she explained to me the way that she did palm reading and kind of the overview of everything. And then when I started actually looking at people's hands, I could see all of these stories coming out. And I thought, you know, I was like, well, who am I? What do I know? I don't know. But I just started practicing and I just started telling people the stories that I saw in their palms. And people were like, they gave me such good feedback. They were like, wow. That's so insightful. I never saw it that way. Like, I knew I had this quality, but I never saw that it could be mm-hmm. a positive trait, or I never saw how I could have overcome this weakness with this over here. And I just kept doing it and learning more and more and talking to people. And um, it just became something that I was a part of me, you know, and as a part of my spirituality, too. Like, I used it in my own hands, I used it for. Mm-hmm challenges that I'm going through I use it for my friends you know like if there's something going on it's like let's look at your hands let's look at the story where are we at right now and um and yeah Mount Shasta really changed my life and I was so thankful that I took up that call like let's move and like let's just do it and it really changed my life and um and that was really when I think the inner witch of me started to really wake up you know there was this Love spiritual part of me in my childhood but it was very it was very like pure it was very like maiden um like diana kind of priestessy energy and then mm. when i got to mount shasta and i heard about the lemurians and i met people with all these different ideas and living their lives in completely different ways that was when i was like oh you know all of these little parts of me there are someone, this is my inner mm-hmm. witch. And she's like trying to come out. She wants to play with the herbs. She wants to, you know, she wants to be in her new moon, dark, dark energy where she just goes in her cave and creates mm-hmm. her weird little creations. Like that's what she wants to do. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's really, you know, that's kind of where I I learned to, like let the skeptic go let the priestess go and really just put my feet on the ground i mean that's a whole nother mm-hmm. thing in it, of itself you know you, you put shoes on us and we lose this connection and then all of a sudden it's been 10 years and you're like have my bare feet even been on the ground mhm uh, so i think that's really where my grounding that's you know that's where my grounding happened was there and i Did a lot of healing work around my first exorcism at 13, um, which I had never even addressed. I had never even addressed that. And no one had addressed that with me. Like, no one had ever come and been like, oh, that was, yeah, that was probably (laughs) traumatic.
2: Yeah. Watching your mom rebuke
1: the devil in your face. Like, you know, and yeah. so I just did that for myself. And, um, and that's kind of where my inner witch has been recently is mm. been working on that inner child. Really, um, I had a I had a baby three years ago. And so mm. um, that has such a huge effect, huge effect on your, on your inner child, like it's brought up mm-hmm. so much stuff that was never addressed, right. And now I get to address it, I get to be mm-hmm. that mom, I get to be that mom for my child and for my inner child. Yeah. And um, and yeah, that's, so that's my, that's my witch's work right there. It's just oh. kind of like reconnecting to the earth, my inner child and finding my own path and really diving deep into that sacral authority and knowing I know what's right. It's
0: so amazing. amazing. Like probably one of my favorite stories I've ever heard. So powerful. So so grateful. Thank you so much for being so open and vulnerable and sharing all of that with us too. I think it's really interesting and magical that Mount Shasta called you because that is known to be the root chakra of the world. And you never had a sense of security and like safety in yourself Mm -hmm. or in the world. And so, you know, to be magnetized to that place that's like let me hold you baby I got you now you're safe here and to feel that and be like this is where I need to be right now (laughs) for a while I think that's so beautiful so magical and to be connecting to with that inner child work that's been coming up so much for me like literally in the past few days I've been Mm -hmm. like really meditating on my inner child and doing these things like even today like wearing um what's it what is it called uh the mid like the mid drifty showy crop top crop tops crop tops so <laughs> i was thinking today cuz i've been i like to shop in the juniors every now and then still sometimes and like yeah. I, you know all the 90s cute stuff is back in style right now and it makes me so happy so i'll like get something sometimes cuz it reminds me of being a kid in the 90s mm-hmm. and like wearing these I, I feel so safe and comfortable in them, which is really odd because I've always been very protective of like my belly area region. And just today I was thinking, why do I actually feel that way? Oh, because I was told when I was a kid that I wasn't allowed to wear stuff like Mm -hmm. that. And, you know, that got stuck in me to think like, well, why can't I, why am I not allowed to wear that? So now I'm 38 almost. And like, I'm going to show off my midriff. I don't care. My belly is cute. No matter what size she is. (laughs) And like, I'm going (laughs) to, thank you. You I'm just going to heal that inner child a little bit and let her wear the crop top now because Mm -hmm. she didn't get to, and she was sexualized at a very young age and shouldn't have Mm -hmm. been. And so now I'm going to do that. <laughs> Just I mean all these oh, different yeah. things, but that was that was one thing that was coming up for me today. And so to hear you too like talking about healing that inner child and addressing the trauma, I mean so many traumas, so many different things. you know to be able to like start to kind of connect with that and to be able to do that through motherhood to help healing yourself and even though baby's earth side doing that work on yourself will ripple to make sure she or he is healed with that energy as well it's it's so powerful i feel so blessed that you're here with us today me too What does parenting look like coming from that different place for you, making sure that you're doing things way different than you were raised? Like I had it. I had it phrased better in my head <laughs> and then you were talking and I lost it. But um, you understand what I'm saying.
1: Yeah. Um, well, it definitely is definitely a lot of trial and error um had a great great example of what not to do but Mm -hmm. um knowing what to do is a challenge toddlers definitely keep you on your toes it's Mm -hmm. definitely a lot easier when they're just nursing and sleeping (laughs) but now (laughs) she's three And she is very, she's very fiery. She is very defiant and she, Mm -hmm. um, and I love that about her. Mm -hmm. I don't want to squash those things. So it's a balance Mm -hmm. between not creating a a spoiled situation, um, Mm -hmm. but, but really empowering self accountability. Mm, So knowing that, that she has her responsibilities too and so that's kind of that's what that looks like for me and a lot of saying i'm sorry and calling out when i do something i don't like the way that i did it if i did if i handle something poorly that i don't like how i handled it and i just come out and i say to her look i i did not do that right i should have done this uh and i'm sorry mama's working on that so it's a lot of learning and I, and I have a great therapist who's helping me with um, command language and how to be a gentle parent. Cause that's one of the number one things for me is I was raised very violently. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a lot of abuse in my house. Like it was totally like smack in the face that would happen. That's not okay with me. That's not yeah. happening in our dynamics. So mm-hmm. discipline is really tricky. Right. Yeah. And so my issue is I resort to bribery which is not always the best <laughs> option but it gets me because discipline is hard and I'm not interested I don't want my child to fear me and that's why she does something you know I yeah. don't want her to feel like she's gonna not be provided for or taken care of if she doesn't do the right thing because that's mm-hmm. not the message I'm trying to send either However. Um, you know, she does need to understand that I'm the mom I am in charge and that I am telling her to do things so that she will stay safe because these little humans, they really, they really, you have to keep them alive. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. they can be dangerous. <laughs> they, you know, they just, they don't want to hold your hand. They want to run out into the road or, you know, they're just, they're, they're a little Cuckoo And so. So you really, you know, you got to make sure that you, you have that command, um, command language is what I'm working on. And like, just like, you know, it's time to do this. Like, I want you to do this and finding that balance between uh, making sure she understands what is expected and what has to be done. And also knowing that her mom loves her and I'm here to take care of her and that mistakes mm-hmm. are okay and that we all make them. Um, and, you know, and and just that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it is it definitely, um, and that's where the reparenting comes in, because when totally. I make that mistake, I can see, oh, oh, that's what I experienced, and that felt mm-hmm. so bad when I experienced wow. that. I don't want to do that. So then I pivot, and then I get to go back to my actual child, and I get to say, hey, listen, okay, uh, I did not handle that right. I should not have yelled. Um I'm working on that. And then I get to go tell my inner child, Hey, you know what? I know you were yelled at all the time and that actually did not help. And that was actually not the right way. So let's, you know, work on this together and I get to comfort her and then do better the next time. And then I know when that trigger is coming from my toddler. Cause that's the part is like, no matter how good you want to do as a parent, mm-hmm. there's always these little things that come up and they come out of the blue and of course, it's never the opportune moment, right? It's like, I'm already carrying three mm-hmm. bags and it's the end of the day and she's screaming because all she wants is this one thing. And you're just like, <laughs> you know, my nervous system is shot. And, and and it's just like, no, like you can't do that. It's unsafe or whatever. And you have those moments where you're just like, okay, you're just going to time out, I just, you know, we're having space or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And you, it doesn't always go the right way that you want it to go. Mm-hmm. But for me... It's acknowledging that, you know, mm-hmm. because for me growing up, it was a lot of because I said so, you, you know, you do what yeah. I say. i yeah. not crying. The crying is yep. the biggest one. And that's you got to pick your pick your battles. Right. So, yeah, for me, crying was a no go. Like, yeah. Same. Do not cry or I will give you something to cry about. Yeah. Like, that
0: never worked on you know. me. They tried, but <laughs> couldn't stop crying. No. Ever It oh. shut me down and I'm still having troubles yeah. with that.
1: <laughs> I still have troubles with that as yeah. an adult to the yeah. point of where, where even grieving if I, you know, I've had a, I've yeah, lost exactly. some people and it's so hard for me to yeah. cry. Like I, I can't yeah. do it. And so like with my little ones, I want this, I want this. Well, Nope, you can't have that. We have dessert at, after dinner. You know, I want it. I want it. Nope, you can't have it. And she starts crying, right? And so what's the, what is the message? Don't cry or I'll give you something to cry about. Well, I'm not going to say that to my kid because yeah. that's fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, It's not cool. And so what I'm going to just say is I hear you're sad. I hear you've got big feelings. I'm here for it. You know, maybe mm-hmm. we can distract ourselves with something else, right? So that's one of you know, you gotta pick your battles and pick the ones that are like really important and you know, yeah. and have grace with yourself. That's the other part. You yeah. just to have to have grace with yourself and know that uh you're doing your best and that you can acknowledge when your best comes short. And that's mm-hmm. that's I love that. I
0: cannot wait to see how this next generation of children turn out just being raised. Like, mindfully and... <laughs> Therapized parents. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's... All of my friends and people, like, our age, most of their kids are little still, so we're, we don't know how it's working. So it's, like, I'm so excited to see what that looks like yeah. and when they're, like, teenagers and adults and mm-hmm. just how the world will change, really. Mm-hmm. Okay, next topic. Um, I want to scoot back to, as someone that lived in Shasta for a while,
1: what are the Lumerians? Oh, the Lumerians. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure. Um, I did meet a few people who said they were Lumerians, but they look just like people, so it's hard to tell. Um, but apparently, they're like this ancient civilization that live inside of the mountains.
2: Mm-hmm. And...
1: <laughs> when you see those big like spaceship clouds above Mm -hmm. Mount Shasta, Mm -hmm. apparently those are like blurred out spaceships. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they're like, you know, and people are like coming and going. And um, they also have a community in Mount Shasta called the I Amers. I don't know if you guys have heard Mm -hmm. that, but they're like, they're like, I am, I am love, I am light. And, um, and they have like this big angel conference that they do, which I never made it to, uh, the tickets are like really expensive, but they have this amphitheater there in Mount Shasta that's like pretty private. They have like one event a year and they have this big angel convention and pageant and people fly from all over the world, uh, who are in this, I am religion and they have uh, an, I am reading room there. And, um, When I was in Mount Shasta, I was really like looking for my own thing. So I didn't delve too deeply into that Mm -hmm, because I was mm -hmm. like, you know, after my experience with the Shakers and then the Pentecostals and the Baptists and all that, I was like, oh, okay. So it's just like another group. (laughs) Cool.
0: And they have like so much about Shasta, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. so many odd, uh, interesting, different things. We should do an episode maybe just on Shasta. I just wrote it down. (laughs) That would be great. There's so much that would be really good between aliens and Bigfoot. I was gonna say, (laughs) Bigfoot, yes,
1: yes, all of it. Yes, I think that would be (laughs) (laughs) amazing.
0: Um, okay, so you we met you because you were reading palms at Witchy Night. I tried to be the first one and some girl got in front of me and then other people tried to stand in line. I said, Nope, I have I'm getting in there. This is I need this done. And I am so intrigued. And it was fascinating. I was so impressed. You are so incredibly Smart and gentle, and just like really, I don't know how to explain it. It was just like really mindfully and carefully done.
2: Mm. And
0: I felt like it was spot on. I hope it was (laughs) because I like the things you told me, (laughs) Um, but I loved it and I felt really drawn to you and I was really excited about it and I'm so glad that we are connecting here because this has been, you're an amazing storyteller Mm -hmm. and your life has been fascinating and um, palm reading is super cool. So what is palm reading?
1: Palm reading is, um, it's not technically a science, but there is a little bit of a science to it in that there's definitely a map and a diagram of the palm. And there's different characteristics and strengths that lie in certain areas. And just the way that the lines lay out mean different things, whether they're parallel, whether they're horizontal or vertical, how many lines there are shapes that they make, do they make Xs, do they make stars, do they make V's? like all of these different shapes and symbols just have different meanings, and depending on where they lie in the hand, it relates to different areas. Um, it's done through archetypes, uh, the Roman god archetypes through your palm, are the, the major mounts, and um, and so each archetype kind of signifies certain area like you know Apollo is your emotional center and then Venus yeah. of course we all know what mm-hmm. Venus represents she's the goddess of love and passion and she's the mother and Diana goddess of the moon so palm reading is a combination of being able to see the symbology of the lines that's in the hand know the archetypes and also being able to just intuitively connect with whoever's on mm-hmm. the other side of you really so and cool. <laughs> It's so cool. And I feel like it's a really beautiful, intuitive art that just grows over time. Like the more that I learn in my life, the more I'm able to give to the symbols that I'm reading. Right. So when I see the different patterns in the different locations, um, my knowledge of how to interact with that archetype or how to influence that archetype has vastly improved. You know, versus ten years ago when I didn't have as much experience and I didn't have as much healing tools under my belt,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I ha- and I hadn't been so far down my um my healing path and my spiritual path. Uh, so you know that's just what it is. It's a combination of those things, and and I love I love the hands. I'm a I'm a handwork person. Like I bead mm-hmm. and I basket weave and I forage and I, you know, mm-hmm. tiniest little intricate things. And so. We all use our hands all day long mm-hmm.
2: to do mm-hmm.
1: what we're doing. And they just, they tell a story. And mm-hmm. um, and and what I like about the story, because I am a storyteller, is I love unlocking those parts of the story that just give clarity and that encourage people. I'm a hype queen. Like, I am all about hyping up the big, beautiful parts of yourself that are going to take you to the next level. Yeah, yes, us too, for sure.
0: Hell yeah. <laughs> um, why would someone want to do a palm reading? What are they going to get out of that?
1: Um, people usually want different things. Uh, some people like really they, you know, if they don't understand palm reading, they want to get an a- an answer. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, I don't feel like those people are disappointed when they don't find out when they're going to get married or how many children they're going to get. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: mm-hmm. But I
1: do think that that's what they're looking for sometimes when they go for a palm reading. It's like, oh, how long mm-hmm. is my life going to be? Um,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's very fortune tellery. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it is fortune tellery, but I think yeah. why, <laughs> yeah, I think why people would want a palm reading is because they are looking for a little guidance. Maybe they feel a little stuck. Maybe they feel a little blocked. Maybe they just need someone to show them what they already know. Because mm-hmm. the truth is that everything that I tell people in a palm reading is stuff that they already know. Yeah. It might be buried, very deep in their subconscious. Mm-hmm. It might also be something that they don't want to acknowledge.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: um, when I give a palm reading, my goal is to highlight your strengths, highlight your opportunities, and um, and to show how those can overcome challenges that you might have. Because the palm also mm-hmm. does show challenges. It shows areas where maybe you're blocked, uh, maybe you're cursed. You know, it's a term mm-hmm. we can use, but a curse is really just an energy block. Um, mm-hmm. However, it got there. And so, someone would want a palm reading if they just if they want to connect. They really wanna go in and they want to bring those things out. If they are looking for a strategy, if they're looking for uh, a different perspective shift, I think that's a huge one. Um, Mm -hmm. People who feel like they're stuck in a decision or they feel like they're stuck in a situation, uh, palm reading can give great clarity and perspective. And just that little extra push People need to make the choice that really they already know. Yeah.
0: Do you I, use a specific palm? Is it like right hand or left hand?
1: So right hand and left hand are for they're kind of different things. And and for the most part, in palm reading, you would say dominant and non-dominant hand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the um the non-dominant hand is kind of how you came into the world, and then the dominant hand is how you present. So it's, you know, it's the, it's, it's the archetype that you have created of yourself versus how you actually came in unfettered.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: Do your palm lines change? Mm. They totally change. They change over time. And so that's why palm reading is, uh, is so it's like in the moment, right? So it's not like your astrological chart, which you mm-hmm. were always born at that same time, right? Mm-hmm. But your palm tells the story as it's evolving, and so it can totally change. Mm-hmm. And that's why I don't really see it as like a divination, fortune telling, because I mean, mm-hmm. it can tell your fortune in it will talk about how you will react and behave in certain situations, mm-hmm. um, but that will always change because something that you would have yeah. reacted to ten years ago versus the way you react to it now. It's going to be different. Hopefully. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Because when I did it, I was like, okay, is that just like a one and done kind of thing? You know, I got my palm read. It's my palm. It's not going to be any different. But I like that. Yeah. It's like over time, you'll get different answers. Are virtual (laughs) palm readings possible?
1: Is that something that you have? They are possible. They are something that I have done. Um. I can I do kind of like a specific online reading, online palm mm-hmm. reading. It's just not as you know, there's not as much energy, and it's a little okay. harder okay. if I can't see the hands really mm-hmm. clearly. So I have to get mm-hmm. some pictures. So well, I like to do to the palm reading. Yeah, over Zoom, but because, I always like to yeah. get some pictures.
0: If we have uh, like listeners out there who aren't local to Southern Oregon area, that that's nice that they could reach out and connect with you and potentially get some of your magic too that would be cool yeah when you did mine you were it was so specific to like how deep the ridges were Mm -hmm. and like how the valley and like the middle of my palm was and so i feel like some of that is maybe more difficult to recognize over a photo or like facetime or something like that
1: there's also texture which is really important to Mm -hmm. feel like Mm the firmness and the and the strength and like a lot of it you can't even see. Sometimes you really have to get in there and feel. So
0: um, I loved you know. the like, while well, you're like petting my hand while you're doing it. <laughs> it was just like so soothing and like <laughs> just lovely. I don't know. I oh, like, thank yeah. you. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you. Do you have like a personal favorite line on the hand that you're like, this is something I always love to look at people's hands and see mm-hmm. about?
1: Um, I do. I really like Diana. That's the, the part of your palm that is um, under your pinky. Uh, and it's kind of this moon shape. So, Diana is the goddess of the moon. And this represents her bow. And so, I always like to look at this in hands because there's many different shapes. And, um, and the shape of the bow is really important. So, if you have a long, straight bow, you can shoot an arrow really far. But if you've got a shorter curved bow, you can't shoot the arrow as far, but you get more accuracy. And so this this is like a tool that people have in their hand that can teach them about their intuition um, by focusing on short-term or long-range goals. And depending on the shape of this bow in your hand, it really gives some insight on how you can access that. Because it's just a powerful tool for us all to have and to be encouraged in, right? Is our intuition and our instinct, which are two different things, but they do go hand in hand. And so having them communicate together really is that, you know, it's that secret sauce for a witch, right? Is our intuition Mm -hmm. and our instinct, that's what we live by. And so Mm -hmm. I always like to kind of wake up the witch in everyone just by showing them (laughs) that in their palm, like, you know, you have these abilities in here, you have to get the right perspective and listen.
0: Yes. Oh, I love that so much. That's like a big part of my job is letting everyone know like what I'm doing right now, you can also do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like you have, we are all born with these intuitive gifts and they all look a little different, but we have all of them and you just have to connect with your body and your soul and find how you're receiving messages. And so I just think it's really empowering to be able to provide that for your clients to help them see like oh i am intuitive too Mm -hmm. what can Mm -hmm. i do (laughs) what's my magic power i wish you were here to do like in person palm readings for us no i I can't wait to get my i i was so jealous of taylor sneaking in there and being bold and like i'm gonna do this before i start reading like oh you're really smart i want it
2: again
1: (laughs) so next time i I I am am down. down (laughs) <laughs> yeah and I definitely need a haircut from Taylor so let's meet Oh, oh yeah okay. she's I'm the best down.
0: <laughs> I have another question oh, yeah. um mm-hmm. so I just have this thought in my mind I don't know if it would be possible but like using the techniques and thought process of reading palms is there a way to do like a collective reading or do have you ever done anything like that mm. intuitively like I don't know if you would envision a map and try to find lines, or I don't know if it's even oh. something that is possible.
2: I <laughs> like love maps. people to each other. I, yeah. hmm? oh, like
0: connecting I people to each other. Well, uh, no, I mean just like in general, like oh. the, like the collective energy. If you were to do a reading with like palm reading techniques and thought processes and mind, I don't know.
1: Hmm. Just putting that out there. Really, Maybe it's something yeah, you could create really too. <laughs> Yeah, that's really interesting. And you know what? I will say that I do read lines uh mm-hmm. on the earth. Like mm-hmm. I yeah. I read the clouds and I read like stones and rivers. Mm-hmm. Um and like, you know, and I read moss lines and so I do read like nature lines. Like I'm a naturalist. Mm-hmm. I'm not happiest yeah. <laughs> in the woods. I yeah. just, you know, I love I love me some water and some trees and some rocks mm-hmm. is what I'm about. Um, and so I do read the lines and the symbols, and I think I don't know if it's like a collective reading, but I think it informs my palm reading. You know, like it's yeah. just kind of like these little mini lessons from Gaia that kind of go mm-hmm. into the palm readings. I love Amazing. that. I just think I'm gonna try so it with Matt now like, that you said that.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like I'm just thinking of like if we could. R- Tom read the energy of today. <laughs>
1: what would that yeah, look like?
0: Cool. You know, how would you do that? Mm. And could mm. you do that? I just mm. think that would be mm. so beautiful. Um, Do you have any more questions? No, that I think was my last pressing one. Is there anything else that you would like to share with us today before we jump into the card read? And do you have a deck that you would like to pull from?
1: Oh, um. I do have some nice decks. Yeah, I could pull a deck. Um, Yeah, yeah, I think I don't know. I feel like I got a lot out there today. It feels really good to talk about it. it Feels feels really good. I feel uh, like
0: I just want to talk to you for so long. Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful. (laughs) Easy to talk to. Great storyteller. I feel like I have to jump in a lot of times. So much with like some guests, and this was just so anything. (laughs) No, I was like Taylor's so <laughs> kind today. Is she okay? No, like the storytelling is just so perfect and detailed in the right way. No flow. tangents. The it flow. was good.
1: Yeah, so good. Thank you. That was also something You're, I learned on the reservation. You. They love their stories. Amazing. Mm. Love it.
0: Okay, how about you pull a card or two for us and grab my deck,
1: however many you want it we'll would just go with your heart <laughs> okay i have this earth warriors oracle
0: deck oh, that amazing. deck is so nice. good sammy pulled from that deck when we had it. Oh, perfect
1: i love this deck it's so pretty what's your
0: daughter's name
1: indira rose oh beautiful Cute. love she's amazing
0: I'm pregnant, and it's just really nice to talk to moms. Mm-hmm. Yes, oh, we I'm went, so excited for
1: you. Thank
0: you. We went to Shaky Graves last night, and there oh, were like I lots of babies. Made it there. Oh, it was good. But <laughs> oh. I cried, <laughs> kept crying every time I saw a parent with their child, oh. and then Kurt started crying, and we were both oh. like, "Okay, this is
2: just too <laughs> It's
1: it's the hormones. <laughs> it's the hormones. Okay, turquoise-changing woman. Oh, mm. I don't think I've this heard before. I think I need so this. interesting. Thing. I've um, yeah, I've been. I grew up on the Yurok Reservation, but I've been on this path to actually learn my heritage, which is Yaki native. Um, beautiful. I did. I did an ayahuasca journey last year. And all my ancestors, like, came to me and they were like, oh, man, we, we've been here all along. We've been waiting for you. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, my goodness, I need to, I need to check in with them.
0: That's beautiful. I, when you were talking about, like, being a child, being four years old and, and just being so called, you know, to speak up and, like, find your voice, I could just feel like your ancestors were literally using you to change the lineage. Yeah like so powerful
1: <laughs> so that's beautiful that yes. they have yes. um,
0: come through for you through that journey
1: they really have and i am so thankful and so i i've that journey the ayahuasca journey really opened that up for me it was like all mm-hmm. seven of your grandmothers are here they've just been mm-hmm. like lining up all of these things for you you know calling me to mount shasta and all these things oh totally quite a hundred okay shall i read this please. Yes. Okay. Estanat lehi, Turquoise changing woman. I am the turquoise moon mother and I come to you now with a message of change. This may be a change that you want or a change that you fear, but either way, I will show you how to use this change to become stronger, wiser, and more empowered to fulfill your divine destiny. Do not fear the changes around you and within you. Trust in the timing of what is happening in your world.
0: Wow, that is so spot on. <laughs> I'm <gonna cry laughs> yeah, too. I'm like it crying. Is so spot on. So spot on for your mm. life. Like everything has led you to this point, the pain and all of it. And it's brought you to this very place where you can reflect and be like, okay, yeah. I needed all of that to happen as yeah. fucked up as it was. Mm-hmm. And that you get to continue to grow and heal through that change. beautiful i resonate with that so much obviously ah thank you so much
1: how does that feel for you dixie it's like so spot on it really is Mm. um i'm i'm a single mom i'm on a single moming journey Mm. right now and Mm there have been some really painful moments and one of the biggest messages that has come across to me on my healing journey right now is that I am exactly where I'm supposed to be. Not just in the beautiful moments when everything is working out, but also in the chaos when it's disaster and drama. Mm -hmm. And I am like Mm -hmm. standing strong in my knowing of like, what is right. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And so I am really thankful for this change because change has been happening in my world and it has felt really hard. But, um, But at the same time, it feels like, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Yep. So mm-hmm. yeah, this is a very good card for me. Change.
0: I always think like, you know, in reference to the tarot, the star always comes after the tower, mm-hmm. like the destruction and the chaos and the fear, like when you surrender to it and just let it burn down, you get your star moment and everything yeah. always works out. Like the, the damage and the shit needs to happen for your evolution for your soul. Yep. Um that was wonderful. Amazing. So we have two questions that we like mm-hmm. to ask every guest at the end. Um and I'll let Amber ask you the first one. So our first question is what is something that you do for self-care that you just can't live without
1: mm, self-care that I just can't live without. Uh, I'm a soaker. I love to soak my God. So, mm-hmm. uh, I live just like five minutes from the Jackson Well Springs and nice. I try to get there at least once a week. Um, and, and then yeah, and then shows you every couple months if I can swing it.
0: Oh, yeah, we'll have to meet you there sometime. Yeah, I, oh, yes. I still haven't it's been so either. Nice. They do like women's nights and stuff. Mm-hmm. We should go sometime at the Wellsprings Monday night. Yeah, yeah, okay. you should yes. text Taylor when you're gonna go and, okay. and meet you. We'll be spontaneous okay. and come meet you. That would be magical. Oh, I would love <laughs> that. That would be magical. Um, so if you could tell your younger self whether that be little Dixie or Dixie as far as yesterday one thing, what would it be?
1: Um, I guess if I could tell myself one thing, even my younger self, I would say um to believe in myself. Like there is no need for any doubt. Just believe in who you are. And just Mm -hmm. toss doubt out the window. And if any doubts ever try to come in, or if anybody tries to bring doubt to your door, send them packing.
0: Yep. Yes. (laughs) Bye, bitch. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, I love that. That's so So important. Especially when I'm sure so much doubt has been put in your mind by others, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to shush your intuition and shush you out. Mm -hmm. Fuck. Yeah. I love that. Amazing. Um, Is there anything that you would like to plug or anywhere where listeners can find you? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. um, I actually just put together a little landing page for my palm reading. Um, I'm, uh, I'm a graphic designer and a web developer and I help, folks i help mostly like healers and coaches and people with heart-centered businesses get their branding message out and i actually use palm reading um, in, my, in my marketing work like um whenever people are struggling with like branding or um they're struggling with marketing campaigns i bring it back to palm reading and go through the streets i uh, oh, i design yeah, it's so fun. I love it. I design logos, and I love doing beautiful logos for people doing beautiful work. That's what I really love cool. to do. And so I just put a page together. It's howdixieseesit dot com. Um, it used to be my old blog when I first started blogging, like
0: yes.
1: a million years ago. It was How Dixie sees it. That was my blog, but I had the domain, and I was like, oh, that's actually a really good palm reading name. Yeah. How yeah. Dixie it.
2: <laughs> oh, so I put chills. together a
1: page where people can get in touch with me if they are interested in palm reading um and then dixiedev.com is my marketing platform and that's where i work with people who have heart-centered businesses and they're looking for a little help with their online marketing so that's yeah, my yeah. offerings in the online world these days
0: super interested in that yeah same that's beautiful cool. and do you do social
1: media or anything like that for yourself um, I have been doing social media. I've been taking a little break. Some things in yeah. my personal life have been rocky um, this yeah. year. So I'm just minimally on there. But you can find me on Facebook, uh, or Instagram, how to seize it. And I'm on TikTok. Okay. But I don't know if anybody really <laughs> wants to see those videos. <laughs> <laughs> I made mine private. I said,
0: I'll mm, they'll just not show these <laughs> to the world. I don't. I have like two old ass videos on there because I just don't understand it. I think I'm too I'll old work on that.
1: <laughs> no, TikTok's You're not. fun. You're not. Yeah. Uh, There's it's that that- yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah. There's everybody on TikTok. You're right. That's true.
0: <laughs> she was like, come with me to visit my gravestone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's Chrome Life.
0: Amazing. That's so funny. I love it okay yeah. this yeah. has been so good yeah so so freaking beautiful so grateful um do some work with your inner child mm-hmm. take a soak yes. yes, take a soak
1: yeah <laughs>
0: yes, mm-hmm. so man. and you know what
1: mud baths are great too oh <laughs> okay.
0: mud baths are so good yes 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 <laughs> um drink some vegetable juice mm. try to see mm-hmm. some live music this summer yeah. Oh, that's really good um put your feet on the earth mm-hmm. yes that was what i was thinking yep. too go go put your feet on the earth go, go get grounded do it magic <sighs> thank you <laughs> thank we you, love
2: Dixie. you so grateful yes
1: thank you guys Bye. so much thanks for having me on your show i love your guys oh. work and i love the stories that you're bringing out into the world it's amazing
0: oh thank you thank you thanks for being another story and sharing with us and oh so important yeah so so important so thank you thank you bye bye bye, bye. find us on tiktok and instagram at waking up the witch please email us your witchy stories ghost stories corrections and advice questions to waking up the witch at gmail.com. Love you. Love you.